years ago, Dan O'Brien met a cop's worst enemy. Fear. She's beautiful. He thought the past was behind him. He thought he could still be a good cop. He thought the terror was dead. Something's wrong, what is it? The nightmare's back. There's nothing wrong with being afraid, O'Brien. You came up against a monster. Three years ago, Simon Moon slaughtered 22 women, but 12 more were killed by copycats. Them all and this girl's exactly the same as Simon Moon's. Simon Moon is supposed to be dead, so. Nothing so evil could die so easily. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy. And today we're talking about 1988's The Hero and the Terror starring Chuck Norris. Correction, it's just called Hero and the Terror. I'm calling it The Hero and the Terror. But that's not what the title is. It is that's now. not how this works. That is how it works now. This I is a film written by Michael Blodgett based on his 1982 novel mm-hmm. and directed by one William Tannen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's in a star at least one name people will recognize other than Chuck Norris you mean Steve James and Chuck Norris as Danny O'Brien and Robinson Good old Steve uh, you James. have Bryn Thayer as Kay uh, the woman Danny O'Brien loves so Chuck Norris is uh, girlfriend and wife and the villain Jack mm-hmm. O'Halloran as Simon Moon Simon who you may Moon. remember from the uh, Superman movies as one of uh, Zod's lackeys there's a bunch of other people but they don't really matter not compared to the main cast, but yes. So this movie is not an action movie, despite the fact that both Chuck Norris and Steve James are in this movie, which you might expect. This is more of a thriller, a cop thriller, about a cop on the hunt for a serial killer who was thought to be dead and escaped from prison. And I think he, what did he fall off? The- <laughs> he didn't escape he escaped from uh, prison kind of but it was more like a mental ward prison oh yeah because it was on an island i think yeah it was on an island and then he was in a car in the, and a van and the van fell into the water after really getting crushed on the way down yeah you know he should be dead mm-hmm. but evil doesn't die that easily i suppose is how it except works. when you fall from spoilers from a roof onto uh some theater chairs that in a distance less than going over the cliff in a car and getting blown up and crushed but he somehow died from that i guess he landed on his spine i don't know i i i wasn't there i just saw it happen that's all i can say about that but yes this is a drama thriller it's not an action movie and as we just said it's about a cop searching for, well it's about a hero Searching for a terror. Yes, he's called Hero because he stopped the terror during his previous uh, bout of uh, serial killing. And due to this, uh, suffers from PTSD Mm -hmm. and is incredibly paranoid that the terror will come again. Yes, so he basically trains up and becomes Chuck Norris to stop him. Yeah, that's actually uh, how you sum that up. (laughs) That's pretty much it, yeah. So uh, what's, what's your impression of this film? It feels more like a 70s movie than an 80s movie. As you mentioned yeah. at one point when we were watching it, and I was just thinking about it, and like, this feels like a movie you would watch in the 70s. It's not really like, an, it doesn't. It actually doesn't even really feel like a canon movie, to be quite honest. It, it doesn't feel like a canon movie. I found it very, uh, after I said the 70s movie comment, it's like, it's, that slowly went away mm-hmm. uh, as we watched the movie further and went, no, it's not a, it's not 70s pacing. It's that the story feels like it's being stretched because there's, other than the base story of him mm. having escaped and, and now he's quote-unquote 
hunting him. Not really. He's not. He didn't really do nothing. Really happens in the movie until, except for a couple of points. Mm-hmm. This movie, I might add, is like an hour and a half long. Yeah. And they just there's no real subplots in the movie. There's no real deviations. No tangents. No, it's mostly just him trying to live his normal life and the bad guy killing people in tandem back and forth. That's pretty much the story. It's him trying to... With people not believing that he's back because mm-hmm. he he pushed a van and rode it down a hill over a cliff on an island where the van got crushed multiple times, including the driver's side, and mm-hmm. then blew up before hitting the water. Yeah, and it's pretty obvious why you would look at it and say, okay, how did he survive that? But then you see the guy in action and it's like, he's kind of disturbing to watch in action there's a reason why he's called the terror yeah he's it's like the guy is obviously like uh the actor is obviously over six feet tall it's like he's it's, huge it's like six has to be like at least six five minimum mm-hmm. very broad shouldered and like i said it's like if you've seen the superhero uh, superhero movies, superman movies you'll 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 recognize him as one of the lads of lackeys it's just the way he moves and the way he uh he looks at you and it's yeesh he doesn't have any he doesn't have any lines though so you never actually get anything out of him like why he's doing what he's doing he's just disturbing to look at so with those impressions out of the way i'm gonna hop in with um mm-hmm. what i felt was a good point in the movie like a high point in the movie is that uh chuck norris actually acts in this film mm-hmm. like the, i found the performances all very good uh for what they were mm-hmm. uh, and like i said chuck norris did it did some acting you could tell that this was a man who was suffering from post-traumatic stress, mm-hmm. which wouldn't have been what it was called back then, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. After having found all these women dead and having fought fought uh, Simon Moon the to to the death, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, he was almost killed, and it was yeah, quite a bloody killed. quite a bloody fight. Jeez, that might have been actually the most gory part of the whole movie. The well, he almost one. he almost gouges out his eyes. Yes, he so. he. he, he clasps his skull and squeezes and you just see the, the oh we forgot to mention that the Jeez. modus operandi like how he how the the terror kills people is that he just walks up to them and he just snaps their neck mm-hmm. and then he takes effortless effortlessly snaps their neck because the guy's gigantic and he doesn't and he doesn't rape the women nothing he just keeps the bodies yes in really weird poses like you don't get any they're dolls because it's like didn't you see that there were dolls in there yeah. with them you don't really get any like motivation out of it. And I think it, that works better for the villain in this movie because he's really so. Just so what's what's your high point for the movie? What's your your good good feelings for the movie? I like the, the um, distinction between him being a, a normal guy trying to get by, uh, dealing with his 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 ch- his child on the way, and at the same time this. I guess re- you could call that a subplot. In this really disturbing villain, at the same time killing people and. Yeah, it's a it's a good contrast between the two. the The title of the movie is very apt for it, and I think the the dif- the differences between the two is what makes the movie uh, enjoyable at all. To be quite honest, yeah, I agree with you there. Which will bring me on to my low point for the film mm-hmm. is that there's not a once I realize that no, this isn't seventies pacing. This is just simply they're stretching the story into the runtime. Yeah, it you realize the sh- the story is actually very thin. There's not much going on in the film. And a lot of the beats are just stretched out. I think it could have been better if it was like a... When we watched like those Empire movies, like a 70 to 80 minute movie, I think it would have been better. Yeah, like I said, it's like it's... They stretch the film out because there's no deviations. It's like there's no... We never really see any detective work. Mm. We just, he just goes on his gut feeling. And it's a very much a lot of just him going, No, I know it's him because I've mm-hmm. seen the body and I saw how effortlessly the neck was cut, like, snapped. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's like... He's in that building, and this is what's it up. And then it just takes forever for it, the final confrontation. That's not even. Uh, mm. It's not like I said. This is an action film, it's, and it wasn't an action fight. It was a 
rough and tumble, yeah. uh, very it's a brawl, basically brawl, brawly, yeah, type of fight <laughs> at the end. But to get from A to Z, it just kind of meanders and and yeah. while the seeing him live his normal life you don't see him do any detective work any police work outside of one undercover thing at the beginning mm-hmm. so it's like you don't really get an idea of what's going on in the movie it's like there's it's just a lot of like procedural yeah things I, that's like i said i liked the movie but i agree i got to a point where i was watching and just like they're kind of really stretching this out they they should have just had it like lead towards the ending at that point like the um the point where near the end where they get to where steve james spoiler i guess is killed and they go and find him that should have led right into the final confrontation but after that we have a whole thing with him uh, having his baby them going this like that, way that stuff was fine the the, issues, should, the wife being uh they should have had that happen at the same time he was he was, was trying to he was trying to confront him though is they should have done that because they kind of just like have they, they kind of go from steve james dying to the baby then back to this again it should have been done at the same time i think I'm going to draw a comparison to an actual 70s movie that we watched. Mm-hmm. Like, time after time. That mm-hmm. movie is a very leisurely paced movie, but something happens at a regular interval, and it's not the story being stretched out. It's just the story. This is how we told stories in the 70s in film. Whereas mm-hmm. this, like I said, it just feels like they dragged that movie. They, they took that taffy and they dragged it yeah. apart as far, far as possible. I think they wanted that ninety-minute runtime. I, I guess. But. Yeah, it feels like they needed like a sub, like a more than a subplot, other than just the the wife being insecure about the fact that she's growing older, she's having a baby, mm-hmm. or sorry, not even his wife, his girlfriend at the time, um, growing older, having a baby with him. Yeah, and that was the subplot to your ninety-minute uh, thriller. And like I said, you'd never see him do any detective work. It's a lot of political maneuvering. and Yeah, they should have either had that or, like I said, had to be shorter. It was one or the other. Because... Like, yeah, like they needed us. Like I said, they needed something, a small something, a deviation, a subplot, a fake out. Like I said, there's nothing to it. And there was no music throughout the movie except for one instance. There was one music sequence I remember during the, one of the chase sequences near the beginning when he was uh, doing undercover work. But oh, after yes. that, excuse me. But it's all stuff that they that was like license uh, they could like almost license free or they had in their own. Uh, Other than that, it was catalog. very very quiet uh, quiet movie, and I kind of see why there's really not a whole lot of room for anything like that because, like I said, it goes back and forth between the two of them, and unless you have very specific music cues for each of them it would be very jarring and i guess would take you out but again if it was shorter i don't think you would have even really noticed i only noticed because as i said we got to a certain point where we figure okay this is the final confrontation but it kind of goes on like 10 minutes after that and i don't think that was a good call however that's only really one part of it the actual execution of the the movie i actually thought other than that was pretty well done like i said i like the acting i like the uh, cinematography i like the uh, the direction it was very quick and in and out when it was focused on the story and not trying to pull it pull it pull it too thin i guess is the expression so just to give you a little bit of an idea here it's like this is from the the wikipedia talking about production mm-hmm. they said that basically they wrote hero on the terror was chuck norris's first major attempt at diversifying from his traditional martial arts roles mm-hmm. and that's why it was in a, a fighting movie mm-hmm. it's not i mean i'm probably pretty sure it probably was advertised as one but it's not yeah Sort of like uh, Code of Silence, if you've ever seen that one. People will believe different. that O'Brien is really facing a demon. That, that's an actual quote from uh, Norris. Mm-hmm. And it definitely does feel like that. 
So with that, I guess we should move on to our mm-hmm. um, our actual scoring, our review of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because the fact that the movie feels so stretched, it's like I actually like the movie. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. I, like there's stuff I like uh, the, 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 there's stuff I like about the movie. Yeah. I like the basic story. I like the performances. I like I like I like how I like the the bookends of the film with the violence. I like the way that worked. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, it's, it's a movie where if we had a half point, it'd be like two point five. You know, but it's like, but it's I'm having, I'm trying to justify giving it a three. Like I said, that the fact that the movie is so stretched on its time hmm. that makes it kind of uninteresting in ways when you should be. It's a thriller. You should be watching this, not being drawn away, not being easily distracted by it. It needed a bit trimming. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to give it a two. Uh, John Claude Van Damme may have been able to have saved it in editing, but he wasn't part of this. Yeah. Like I said, I like the movie. They, it it's, needed an appearance from Lucinda Dickey for the Randy audience. I said it would have been better, like I said, if it would have ended shorter than it did and they would have taken another pass at it. But as it is, it's a pretty good movie. I, I'd recommend if you like thrillers. It's not anything spectacular because... It's just the one that it's it's a very much stretched to its mm, 30 minutes runtime. That's why I would go with a three. It's just good. I would recommend this one to people who like the genre, who like Chuck Norris, but don't expect an action movie because it's not an action movie. It's just a thriller, and as I said, doesn't really feel like a canon movie despite all that. And you can tell by how excited we are. Mm-hmm. Like on on our sound here, I'm I'm watching as we're recording this. I'm watching our so- sound form, and it's you can see that we don't have a lot of energy after watching this movie. We don't we're not like jumping up and down. Yeah, after I finished watching, I was like, oh okay, that was pretty much why I sound like this. It's like okay, yeah, it's like my I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Um, mm-hmm. I I would be interested in knowing more about the original novel that it's based on, uh, to see what the differences are. Maybe there was a subplot that the uh, the writer adapting his book from like took out. Yeah, I'd be interested to see the de- deviations. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, some just final brass tacks here on this. So mm-hmm. this movie, I don't have a budget, but the movie made one point eight four million on its first weekend, mm-hmm. and by the end of its run, made six. Okay. Uh, this movie also reviewed very poorly, but most people will agree, as I did, that mm-hmm. his acting was uh, Chuck Norris's acting was really good, mm-hmm. and that. Uh, and then because of that, it, it developed kind of a cult following as one of Chuck Norris's better performances. Yeah, it's a good performance. I would, uh, trivia-wise, we don't have a lot because there's not really much to the movie mm-hmm. um, beyond that. This is the last film that Golan produced with Norris. Uh, and that this is the last movie that Steve James made with Golan and Globus before he did uh, American Ninja 3, which was just a canon production, not a Golan and Globus production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to be covering other movies with Steve James and... And Chuck Norris to come. This is just uh, the last official with Golan Globus, I suppose. Like I said, I, I think I, I feel like at this point I've been saying this in every episode uh, that we are near, we are in the twilight of the Canon Film Group. That there's uh, some interesting attempts at things, and mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of it has just been kind of like misses. So I, I, I dread seeing the quality go down as as we as we progress further down this road. Well, it depends. We're going to get more Alien from L.A.'s or we're going to get more Journey to the Center of the Earths. Earths. That's that's the real question. Or doing time on planet Earth. (laughs) Or how about a Philadelphia experiment? Oh, wait, that's a non-canon film. That's non-canon. So I guess with that, folks, I'm Randy. And I'm JD. And this was another exciting edition of the Canon Cruisers. And we'll see you next time, folks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take it all. Take it all. Take it all. Take it all.
We're Cannon Films, and we're Dynamite. Danny, is Simon Moon alive? Hero is a terror back. I wish they'd stop that hero crap. Why are you letting it bother you so much? Because it's making me out to be something I'm not. You said he was dead. I said supposed to be dead. There's no doubt in my mind. It has to be Simon Moon. He's there. Chuck Norris. The hero is human. The terror is real. Hero and the terror.